What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. I hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the great man, Sauce. Rocking the Arsenal tonight, Saucy. Of course, yep. I'm rocking alcohol this week, so. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, you know, didn't get the, the win on the weekend. We'll talk about that a bit later in the show. But, uh, yeah, good performance from uh, Ange Ball. But Ange Ball, uh, it was bittersweet because, you know, it was. Uh, I want to see him succeed, but not against. Your I do team. want to see Ange see succeed, but not against Arsenal. Unfortunately, you know. Exactly Ange, right. But nonetheless, it's been a big week in sport, and we've got one of the biggest weeks in the calendar here down under in obviously Melbourne, Australia, where we're from. Uh, the AFL Grand Final plays this Saturday, and uh, we'll talk about the prelims and the grand final and give it a bit of a preview and a rundown where we see the matchups and what could potentially play out. Um, but, Doma, what else has been it's happening? It's been a big 24-hour source in the big, AFL big. world because we had a huge upset in the Brownlow last night. And... um a lot of people in footy circles are saying that the the umpires need to be scrapped on giving the votes going forward. I think uh, I have to agree. Few, I have to few agree. Delib- a few interesting uh, counts for a few games on who polled votes. And um, we are going to go through it. And is the Brownlow rigged? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we've put it in the title of the show. There's this compelling evidence source that we're going to bring forward, and there's a game in particular that when I show you it, no, but there's one player in one game. I reckon it's going to tip you over the edge. We could get a sources rant on the get go, on the fly, and we're going to start there with the Brown. Congratulations to Lockie Neal. This let's start this segment with a disclaimer source. This is no way, shape, or form us discrediting how good of a footballer Lucky Neal actually is. Right? Let's put it let's put it out there. Right? Not discrediting this guy at all. At all. Me personally didn't think he had the best season he ever had. I'm not sure with yourself source how you feel, but it's very interesting. All right. They got a pretty stacked midfield, Dunkley in there. Um Zach Bailey goes into the middle. You've got McCluggage. As you can see with the image I just brought up, Joe Danaher scored more, well, scored the combined votes of Dunkley, Bailey, and McCluggage himself. How does that happen? I know Will Ashcroft polled 10 votes. But the funny thing about Josh Dunkley, Source, is he's the number one ranked Brisbane player this season. Number one ranked player. He had some massive games. A few games where he was equal on on uh, um, possessions as Lockie Neal. He was more effective than Lockie Neal. His tackling was almost four times higher than what Lockie Neal was. So he was in and amongst it a fair bit, Josh Dunkley. So I, I, the most surprising one for me is McCluggage had three votes for the whole night. So I've got uh, – there's a few things we'll run through. Not that one. We'll start here. Here it is. I wasn't. Here he is. Where is he? Josh Dunkley. He's the 10th ranked 10th ranked player in terms of like, this is obviously super coach scores, but it is on ranking points. He's the 10th highest ranked player in the, in the competition. 
There you go. He's the Bont up top. Number one ranked player in the whole comp. The Bont. There he is. Who else was in there, Source? Clayton Oliver, you take him out because he missed half the season. Christian Petrarca, the fourth ranked, fourth highest ranked player in the comp. Source. Laird, fifth. Merritt, sixth. Eagle with Dacos. They both average exactly the same. Dacos obviously missed the last few games of the season. There's Duncan in 10th, as we said. Dawson polled really well in ninth. Dawson outpolled Laird. I get that. Keep working your way down. Butters, 13th ranked. Got Goulden. There he is. There's Goulden, 16th ranked source. There you go. Keep working your way down. LD Soup. Nah, he didn't have as many. You can see the total score here. Didn't really have that much. But you get down to the 19th ranked player this season, source. We'll take out um, Clayton Oliver and we'll take out uh, Luke Davies Uniac. He's the 17th highest ranked player based on points, total score, ranking points. There he is, 17th best, Lockie Neal. There he is. He's still seven points, seven positions lower than what Josh Dunkley was, as you can see here. There's Dunkley. How did he score now, 31 and Dunkley only scored four? That's ridiculous. Four. Yeah. All right, now we're going to get to the fun, fun stuff. Here we go, Source. Round nine, Nick Dacos, 41 disposals. He had one clearance. I can get it. Sometimes you can get some cheap stats. Zero votes. Round three, 33 disposals, two clearances, two votes. He got votes in that game. This is the, this is the best one. Round four, 38 disposals, two goals, five clearances, zero votes. How do you get zero for kicking two goals and having 38? Bonton Pally, round 13, 31 disposals, one goal, eight clearances, zero votes. Just remember this guy in those, that middle period. He didn't really poll that well um, in the middle section. He got a lot of votes towards the, the back end. But just remember at one stage, Bonton Pally was averaging nine clearances a game this season. Nine clearances a game. We spoke about this when we did our mid-season like Brownlow predictor. Nine. Do, do you actually understand how hard that is to do and how impressive that is? Nine clearances a game. Goulden, round twenty-four. This is the this is the most ridiculous one. They did lose this game, but they lost it by I think eight points or ten points. Forty-two possessions, two goals, four clearances against Melbourne, one vote. Round eight, 37 disposals, seven clearances, source, zero or one vote. This is the best one. Round 14, 13 disposals. This is the one that I was telling you pre-show, source. 34 super coach points, 13 disposals, two clearances, three votes. How does that get how – how? How does that get three votes? 13 disposals, two clearances. It gets better than that, Source, because I uh, went to – I saw a thing today based on off that game by the uh, go to sports journalism, John Ralph. 13 touches, four ineffective, two clangers. All right, so 
We've got seven disposals left. Four were short kicks. One kick against the ground that went one meter, zero impact. Three votes. I'll say that again. 13 touches, four ineffective, two clangers, four short kicks, and one scrounge kick off the ground that went no further than one meter. Three votes. I'll go to round 14, Source. I'll go to round 14. All right, because I got it up here. Port Adelaide beat Geelong by 58 points. Was not 50, sorry, 40, sorry, 38 points. All right. Dan Houston, 31 disposals, 19 kicks, 12 handballs, 7 marks. Ollie Wines, 28 disposals, 10 kicks, 18 handballs, 6 tackles. Connor Rosie, 25 possessions, 14, 14 kicks, 10 handballs, 4 marks. Butters, 23 disposals, 1 goal, 9 kicks, 14 handballs, 3 tackles. Mitch Duncan, 20 disposals. Isaac Smith, 20 and a goal. Dylan Williams off half-back, 19 disposals. 14 kicks. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous, Donna. That's absolutely ridiculous. I think something needs to be done about this, mate. I, I just don't understand it. And this one here, this you're telling me this one. Jeremy too, Cameron, Jeremy one Cameron. vote against Carlton. 25 touches, six goals, eight eight marks. From a centre-half forward in the modern game source. Mate, we'll give him Charlie Kernow three votes when he was kicking nine against the freaking bye against West Coast. And you can't give this guy three votes for kicking six and having 25 touches. Come on, man. What? Excuse the French, but what the fuck are you actually watching? There's the Dacos again. There's the Goulden one, Dacos one, and then, yeah, that, that's my compelling evidence source that I'm bringing to the table. Yeah, we spoke about that global. Check Dunkley, only four votes. We, McCluggage yeah, had we three can't it. global. We can't believe it. Can't believe it. In one game there, Joey Danaher kicks six goals and he doesn't get the free votes. Charlie Cameron kicks seven goals in a game and he doesn't get the free votes. How is that possible? Lockie Neal had many 20 goals disposals. Bro, Lockie Neal had 20 disposals in that game. Charlie Cameron kicked seven. He wasn't even the – he was honestly – I think he was ranked uh, 20th in terms of – he was ranked 20th in terms of the players on the ground in that game and he got three votes. 20th source. Lockie Neal didn't even make the All-Australian team. That, yeah, that, that is well. What are we watching? The All-Australian team. Man, I, I know, I know we, I know we gave shit, I know, I know we gave shit to uh, a certain umpire who was, in my opinion, the scapegoat for the betting scandal in the AFL. But I'm just I'm just putting it out there, ladies and gentlemen. Where there's one, there's many. You just use one as the scapegoat to try and detract the others from continuing to do that shit. I'm just putting it out there. So, mate, something that can be manipulated very easy. You know, I mean, I mate, this reeks, this reeks of a 
an inside job, man. Of mate, he did not. Have, he was nowhere near the best player in a lot of games this season for Brisbane. Like that, he got free votes. That it was just ridiculous. Man, I saw him. I saw him playing this prelim game against Carlton. He, you know, he couldn't believe. Like you seen by his reaction, he couldn't actually believe that he'd won the medal. Like he actually genuinely didn't even think that he had that good of a year. And like I said, it's no disrespect to him because he's a great footballer. But yeah, he was even in disbelief. And uh, it's just funny because the Bont once again gets robbed. And Christian Petrarca this year, like, let's be honest, he dominated, like had no Oliver and was just an absolute machine in the midfield. There was a while there where he was averaging like 25 and kicking two goals every game. The fact that Dacos didn't play the last four, well, the last four, well, Three of the last four we didn't play. The first one, obviously, he got injured in round twenty-one. He got injured. Early, the fact that he, the fact that he only lost by three, is unbelievable. Yeah, Clary six votes is global. I understand that, but that that's obviously because um, uh, he was injured. But this is the perfect example. Source: Lockie Neal had twenty-three possessions in that prelim final against Carlton, all right? 23 possessions. He was one, two, three, four, the fourth highest ranked player on the field in that game in terms of like possession getters, or fifth, sorry. In my opinion, you watch that game, he got all his chief stats when the game was finished. He did nothing. You know how I know this? Because he was in a multi-source and he did nothing. He had nine possessions at half time, got absolutely killed, and then had 14 in the second half, and they were all in the back half. I'm being serious. Most of them were all in the back half. He probably got about how many clearances? I'd be interested to see how many clearances he got in this. 60% disposal efficiency as well. Four clangers. He did have eight clearances. I'll give him that. But he got all these all these stats out the out the back. I just, I just and that's like saying you'd give him three votes for that game. He was the best player. Caden Coleman was the best player in that game, in my opinion, for Brisbane. He dominated off halfback. Stopped the run of Carlton. He was linking up really well. He played really well. Yeah. Dunkley played really yeah. well in that game. Yeah, Coleman was very good. His ball use out of halfback was a just elite. because just because you're in a midfield and you're the superstar in your midfield doesn't mean every time you get the ball you forget about all the players that are surrounding you. Brett says, I rewatched, I re- I rewatched <laughs> all of JHF's touches in that three-vote game, and it was laughable. You know what else is laughable? The AFL source. Yeah, and the, the whole Brownlow system and the way it's currently employed, it's a complete joke. It needs an overhaul. Um, it's it, it's not good enough. I think that it's time enough that the AFL takes it out of the umpire's hands and just fo- lets them focus on that. They need to employ people that, you know, obviously they're going to have to have people watching every games or it could, it, you know, and, and you know what I think it could even be? It could be that you don't even have the people giving the votes right there live. They actually watch the game, re-watch the game on a, on a footage and you might have a wide footage. You might have, you know, different angles of the game and they rewatch the game and see, you know, which guys were the most influential and things like that. And they give the votes. Like why does it need to be done right after the game, you know, by the umpires? Like, I just don't understand. It's not a fair system at all. It's completely, you know, 
you know, terrible. Like if, if, a, you know, when, when the game's like, say for instance, when the game is on the line, right. And, you know, a guy doesn't really have much impact. And then he goes and gets 10 or 12 touches in a fourth quarter when their team's 30 points up and then racks up all of a sudden he's racked up 25 and maybe he's kicked one goal. Does that really consist when he's got nearly, you know, 40% of his touches in the, in the last quarter when the game's done? Does it really consist of him being able to be the best player? And then you've got a guy who kicks five or six goals you know, up forward, six oh, goals work, maybe, yeah, works and, out and too, he doesn't yeah. get the three votes? Like, yeah. how does that work? You know, that's oh. what I'm saying. I just don't I just don't think the, the umpires are, you know, are that attuned to, you know, understanding that when the players have gotten those touches, how did it really impact the game as did, much as it yeah. you know, were they did, the deciding factor in the, turning the game? Like, you know, like the other thing, source, the other thing, source, the other thing, if you move it away from that model and you move it into like an independent system, like you're saying, you actually might take into consideration the impact that a forward and a defender has on the game. And now actually pull more votes just because you get the ball a lot. Doesn't mean you use it really well. You know, like how about some of those games where well, guys in the halfback they they bomb it in there and they have 12, 14 intercept marks and they end up having twenty five touches, fourteen intercept marks, ten intercept marks, fourteen marks for the game. Like, how do you not pull a vote as a defender when literally say they've had fifty entries and ten of those entries you're freaking marked in the fifty? That means you're mar- you're, you're marking twenty percent of the ball that's going inside fifty. You're dominating. You stop them twenty percent of the time. You're, you stop them twenty. Single-handedly, you're stopping them 20% of the time. Like, you're having such influence on the game, but none of that is taken into account by the umpires. Because, yeah. because if you, like you're saying, if you get all your possession at the end of the game source and you win the game based off of recency bias because it's the last thing the umpires saw before the final siren is done, before they have to give the votes, of course that player is going to stick in their brain. Oh, he, he got the ball eight times or nine times, like, for example, in the last quarter. Oh, he dominated the game. And then they look at the sheet and you go, they go, oh, he well, he had 30 and he had nine and he played really well in the last quarter. He he had to be the best on the like best player on the ground. That's not necessarily the way it works. So anyway, let's move on, Source. That, that was a bit of a rant there from both of us. It's I know everyone's talking yeah, about it, but it's it's freaking embarrassing, to be honest. It's embarrassing. Absolutely. It is. So a joke. Oh, we ha- we did have some prelim sauce and we had a ripper on Friday night, and we had the Pies winning against the Giants by a point, 58 to 57. What a game. They nearly got it done, the Giants. They nearly got it they done. They probably should have should have had it done. They probably should have won that game. They played good enough. They did enough. Um, they did play I good enough. The AFL is thanking their lucky stars that it was, you know, they didn't make it to the grand final, obviously. Um you know, the crowd wouldn't have been probably as big. Um, so they're probably happy that the Pies did make it. But nonetheless, it was a close game. It was a close game. It was a very close game. And, you know, <laughs> Chero, sorry. Global saying to check Chero. He had two votes, Adam Chero, this, this uh, Brownlow. I thought he had a pretty good season, Adam Chero, in my opinion. But anyway, two votes. So, cop that. <laughs> uh, the other game, obviously, was set up source after after Friday night's win. We're all sitting there going, "It is set up 
for Carlton Collingwood grand final. Can it happen? There's not a lot of belief, obviously, in Brisbane playing in that home prelim final. They haven't lived up to it in the last few seasons. Brisbane get the job done. They haven't proved anyone wrong yet. They need a win on Saturday. But they made it, which is a start. They made it. The Blues started like a house on fire. They kicked six goals to one in the first quarter. Yep, five, five goals, goals in a row one. to start off the and, match. And then they just, I don't know, they hit Fell a like a sack of spuds. They, they, they forgot how to move the ball from their defense to attack with any polish, clean cleanliness and polish. Um, it just went away from them. And, you know, they're bombing it in, bombing it long, getting stuck going down the line too much. Uh, you know, not, not taking on the on the play inside and, and getting it moving quick, switching the play. There was none of that. You know, after the first quarter, it just went away. I mean, you know, credit to Brisbane because they did ramp up their pressure and, 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 and you know, you got to expect that. You can't just expect that Brisbane's going to allow the, everything to go your, uh, go your way. Uh, I felt like Carlton were actually a bit softer at the ball after the first quarter and um, they got caught out and, and Brisbane got back into the game in the second quarter. And then after that, you never really felt like Carlton were in the game, did you? You're like, I mean, you know, Brisbane, they they did let him kick a couple, but then Brisbane would respond and they just kept him at that arm's length and, and they got the job done in the end pretty comfortably. They did. And, you know, it, it could have been a bloodbath in in all, in all honesty after that first quarter. They missed some golden opportunities, Brisbane. Charlie Cameron had – he probably should have kicked five in this in this game, to be honest. He yeah. pissed away a couple some. golden opportunities. Golden opportunity. So I think Carlton get away. Like that's a flattering scoreline for Carlton supporters at a 16-point loss because it could have been easily 36-40 plus if Brisbane uh, made mo- most of those opportunities. In saying that, though, when they did were missing those goals, when Mackay hit the post, if that goes in, you know, with, we, we could be talking about a different game with the momentum swing with 10 minutes left. Who knows? Carlton probably could have done what they did against uh, Marwood the week before. They got that run uh, and that momentum and they carried it all the way through and got the job done. And it was set up for them to to win by two points if they could get those goals. But put it this way. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think Carlton played up to the standard of some of the earlier games that they've played no, this season. No, like nowhere no. near that standard. And uh, I, I mean, whether whether it was the occasion, whether it was the, the long season, I mean, you've seen Paddy Cripps, the bloke, he was... Uh, Battered and bruised, and he had the massive pad thing around these you know, ribs. Who knows what's going on there? As he's had, he's had that for ages, though, Sauce. He's had that for ages. So I don't so, know. He, he's had it for a very long time. I think he had a pre-finals. I, I remember seeing him wearing that thing. So he's probably carried it the whole year. Yeah. He's just a bull, you know. So and he just wants to get out there and play, or maybe he's wearing it deliberately for protection to protect his ribs. So. Yeah, um, it sets up a, a huge grand final source. Uh, Collingwood versus Brisbane. Who have you got? This is the question. Who have you got? Pies or Lions? With the Brownlow medalist. Yeah, look, uh, oh, it's an interesting matchup, isn't it? It's going to be it's going to be a big matchup of the of of midfields. Um, I don't know, man. I've, well, we've got I to give a like shout-out to the Goey in that Collingwood you know, game. Uh, 
Mate, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, I said it's it's built for a guy like the goey to come out and play one of those games again. Because if he if he if he actually pulls out that sort of performance, because he was he guys could not tackle it. And he was it's one of the, the best games. It's one of the best individual finals performances. It was fantastic. And he was on the bench watch. for the last eight minutes. They couldn't get him on, mind you, and they got the job done in the end. But it would have been disastrous if they did lose and he was stuck on the bench that whole time at the end of the game. But yeah, it's built for a guy like the goalie to just come out and, and, and step up massively. But look, I, I I have to go. If I'm actually going to bet on this game, I, I can't not bet on Collingwood. You're playing at the G. You're playing, you know, uh, in front of your... In, in front of 17,000 supporters. Yeah, the, Doma, that's complete rubbish because we know what's going to happen. What always happens is because it's in Melbourne, the Pies Army, man, I know friends of mine, Pies, willing to pay up to $1,000, $1,500 of tickets. you got standing room tickets, people willing to pay freaking $1,000 for a freaking standing room, right? Mate, people are nuts. The Pies fans, they'll get there and it will be, honestly, it will be a solid 55000 60,000 will be Pies fans. I'll comfortably say that. There'll probably be a, you know, a solid amount of neutral, but I'd say a solid 50,000 will be Pies fans. And they'll get the job done. Uh, over the, they'll, they'll get the job done. I feel like the Pies will, will win on their home deck. But I do want to see the Brisbane Lions wins. Uh, I'd, I'd rather actually see the Lions win than uh, Pies. But if I I'm just think- to bet on the game, I've got to go with the Pies. Your boy McSpray obviously uh, is is out, so they got to replace him with a forward or somebody. McSpray, I don't know. You, you're putting a lot of reliance on. It's literally small ball. It's it's like it's it's like small ball versus like a normal built AFL side like right, Danaher. Yeah, I understand that. Danaher, but the, the, Hipwood, the difference Rainer, is they've got the they've Cameron. got the quality of ball users in that midfield when you got the go if going through their Pendlebury, Dacos brothers, uh, side bottom that they can actually hit up passes and they actually can have good ball use quality ball use. Going but they got good defense. They got a great defense, Brisbane with Andrews and McKenna. Well, you just got to not get sucked into bombing in there long because that's you do that you're playing right into their hands. I'm tipping Brisbane. You got you got what probably Ash Johnson has he been playing? He probably comes in if he's yeah, he fit, probably no? comes in. Yeah, he hasn't been playing, but he probably would come in. I'm tipping Brisbane. I'm going against the Pies. I can't believe I'm doing it. Um, I can't believe I'm tipping Brisbane. But oh well, look, I want Brisbane to win. I'll tell you this right now. But if I'm to bet on the game, I've got to go with the Pies. But I want Brisbane to take it out. I I really do. I'd rather uh, them win. Uh, it'd, it'd just be just it'd just be more. Yeah, it just make my life uh, more enjoyable. Obviously, having to be in Melbourne with all the Pies fans, it would be a bit nuts. So, uh, and obviously, coming as an Essendon supporter, I don't think you ever want to see Collingwood win. So, hey, all all I'll say is I've been to some a lot of Essendon Collingwood games and I had to deal with some absolute peanut Pies supporters. So, I oh, don't look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's peanut essence. Well, people probably think I'm an peanut essence. I was going to say, you are probably an essence peanut supporter. So, there's a, there's a lot more pies peanut supporters out there. Let me just tell you. Brett I'm a, I'm a very non biased. I'll tell you right now. We yeah, are shit. Quiet enough versus Cameron. German, we are shit. 
Tobias got clothesline. Dacos gets kissed on his little, you know what. Tal Adam is out. That's correct. The question is, how many days in a row will Jordan Goey be awake for if they win it? I'm tipping a five-day bender. Well, I'll tell you why. He's going straight back to Bali. I'll tell you what. He won't be putting his phone away if he's doing any recordings this time around with the Premiership medal. If they get the job done. Anyway, it's a big one. 2.30 Saturday. Tune in. Um, it's going to be a ripper regardless where it goes. Chris says Brisbane by seven points. This is his tip. I'm going line. Source is going pies. And we'll find out next week on Tuesday who was right and who was wrong. So let's move on, Source. EPL. Let's get straight into it. The results from the week. We had uh, C defeating Forest 2-0. Wolves 1-1 with Luton, Fulham and Crystal Palace nil all. Evident beat the Bees 3-1. Great win by uh, the Toppies. Uh, Man United back on the winner's winners list. We beat Burnley 1-0. I don't know how proud I am of that, but it's a win nonetheless. Uh, Liverpool defeat West Ham 3-1 after being 1-0 down in this one. Uh, Chelsea's season goes from bad to worse. They had a red card in this and Aston Villa beat them 1-0. Bournemouth lose to Brighton 3-1. Uh, Sheffield get absolutely slapped by Newcastle 8-0. And then, obviously, the biggest game of the round was the London derby, and it was a 2-2 draw between Arsenal and Ange Balls, Tottenham Hotspurs. And we're going to just cover that game, Source, because it was a ripper. So, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, look, uh, a ripper if you're a Tottenham fan, then uh, not so much of a ripper if you're an Arsenal fan. You take the lead twice in the game. You give up the lead twice. Both goals that you give up, absolutely terrible defending mistakes. Um, and you give up the goals, especially the second one after we just taken the lead. What, not even a minute later, two minutes later, Jorginho, you know, he dilly-dallies on the ball, uh, had two, three options to Pass the ball, tries a little drag back, gets caught on it. Uh, Madison plays in Son. Son with a great finish. Um, yeah, look, what can I say? I mean, you know, credit to Tottenham. And, and you knew they weren't going to go away. And you knew they had the quality. And you've seen they've had the quality to you know get back into games. Um, and especially with uh, the way they've started the season, they've got that belief. And, um, you know, credit to them. I think they're, you know, they keep playing the way they're playing and, and going this way. There's, there are going to be probably games where they might cop a hiding here and there because they play a very open style. And it'll be interesting to see when uh, that game comes up against uh, City, how they fare and, and stuff like that. But it was a game that, you know, we outplayed them in the first 30 minutes. We did deserve the lead. Uh, then they had their bit of run in the second end of the first half. They got the equalising goal, which is obviously off another Arsenal mistake where we gave up possession in a bad area of the ground and were punished for it. Um, and, yeah, look, it was just poor, poor by Arsenal. And the, and the second goal just killed us, man. And, uh, look, I'll, I'll say something right now. Uh, Arteta's, I can already see some mistakes Arteta's done. You know, bringing in Havertz was just a waste of sixty million dollars. The guy's a peanut. He's got no. He's got. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Dom. He's got. He can't dribble. He can't dribble past the player. He's got no real. You know, ability to to glide and go past the player. He's so soft on the ball. Gets pushed off. It's so easy. Man, every time I've seen him have a shot, it's not even close. It's not even close. It's it, it's literally a. 
it goes over the bar by an absolute mile. So I don't know where there is any quality in this guy to be a forward. And it's not like I've, I've seen him be able to actually cross and provide for other guys. So what does he actually do? All he does is, you know, run, chase, tackle, goes in hard, cops yellow cards. Other than that, the bloke's useless. He's absolutely useless. A waste of $60 million. You know, well done, Chelsea. Thank you, Manny, uh, for giving us an absolute dud. Knew you happy about that. And, uh, oh, man, I had a bit of trust in Arteta, but that, that one just killed me. I mean, Jorginho, not, I mean, not so much, even though he made a bad mistake, and we're going to need that depth. Um, but, geez, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You know, no Declan Rice. Partey's out. We're now forced to play Jorginho now so, in that midfield. So what um, happened to Declan Rice in that game? Because he was very quiet, man. Yeah, I think maybe he had a bit of a niggle and they've decided either just – because, look, it's not like he ran out the half and stuff, right? So yeah, um, it, maybe it was a precautionary thing where they've taken him off just to make sure maybe they might give him a week off. We've obviously got an EFL Cup game, a Premier League game this week against Bournemouth as well. Um, so then they'll probably you know, rest him for those Got a bulk up. Probably, probably, get him, probably try to get him back for the next Champions League fixture and, and so on. Um, Mate, we just want to see – all we care about is seeing more of this guy. This is what you paid your money for. Uh, uh. <laughs> so crap. So <laughs> That's what you paid sixty million for this Lamont. Look at him. Have a look at him. That's how he plays on the field. Oh, that's elite. Yeah, he's terrible. Got it. You got but um, yeah, obviously credit to credit to to Tottenham in the way they fought back and you know, good finishes by Son. Both his opportunities he got, he oh, was he was clinical. He was clinical. Yeah. All right, let's get to this week's game. Source uh, starting on the thirtieth, uh, all the way to the third of October. Uh, we've got Villa Brighton, uh, Bournemouth versus Arsenal, uh, Everton Luton. Uh, we got Manchester United versus Crystal Palace this week. Uh, that's at home at Old Trafford. Arsenal's away this week. Uh, Newcastle against Burnley. West Ham versus Sheffield. Wolves City. Tottenham versus Liverpool source. That's a Big ripper. Yep. Uh, Nottingham versus Brentford. And Fulham versus Chelsea. Uh, and then I think there's a round two catch-up game on the fourth before the next pod, which is Luton versus Burnley. In that one, so that's a catch-up round. Yeah, Luton's got to play a couple of catch-up games. Obviously, their stadium is still getting renovated at the start of the season, so we'll have uh, we had Champions League last week, Saucy, as well. Um, uh, Arsenal defeated PSV 4-0. Bayern Munich 4-3 winners over Manchester United. Not making any comments there. Uh, in my opinion, it was 4-0. We didn't deserve the goals. We kicked some jamming goals, so they, they actually destroyed us. Uh, Benfica lose to Salzburg 2-0. Uh, Napoli defeat Braga 2-1. Sociedad and Inter 1-1. Sevilla versus Lens 1-1. Galatasaray versus Copenhagen 2-2. Madrid beat Union Berlin 1-0. Barcelona slap Antwerp 5-0. Final defeat Celtic 2-0. Celtic had two red cards in this source. Uh, Lazio versus Atletico Madrid 1-1. City over Crovena, Zvezda, 3-1. PSG defeat Dortmund, 2-0. Uh, Porto defeat Shakhtar, 3-1. AC Milan and Newcastle, nil all draw. And Young Boys defeated by Leipzig, 3-1. I think that's all the games. 
Yeah, I think next round of fixtures you're in about ten days time, or I think. Um, is that right? No, no. Uh, four. Two weeks time. So yeah, next next week, next week, next on week, Wednesday yeah. and Thursday. So we will cover them on the show next week on Tuesday. So, and of course, can't finish the soccer segment, the football segment segment without, of course, uh, an update on a top five league on the planet in the Saudi Pro League. And we'll start with uh, the biggest the biggest game of the week, which was Al Nassar versus Al Ali. And uh, Ronaldo scores twice in this one to defeat uh, Al Ali 4-3. Uh, big win for them. Uh, Al Wayda defeat Ab Abba 4-0. And uh, the Aussie Craig Goodwin got on the score sheet in this one, Saucy, uh, which is good to see. Big Goodwin. Uh, Al Khalij defeat Al Akhtud 1 0. Al Fayyad defeat Al Riyad 3 1. Al Shabab defeat Al Hazem 4 1. Al Itihad defeat Al Fateh 2 1. If you haven't seen Angolo's Angola Kante's goal from this game, do yourself a favor and have a look because it was an absolute banger. Uh, Al Etifak defeat Al Tay 4 3. This one put together some uh, great football as well, that team, uh, under the guidance of Steven Gerrard. Al Tawun defeat Al Ray 2 1. And then the surprise result was Al Halal 1 1 with Damak. So a bit of a surprise result there. For Al Halal, uh, the games this week Al Thaya versus Al Itihad, Al Hazem versus Al Tawun, Al Tay versus Al Nasar, Al Halal versus Al Shabab. That's a bit of a danger game again for Al Halal. They're going to get their form running. Abba, uh, Al Riyad, Al Fateh, Al Wada. That's going to be a good game. Al Raid, Al Akdud, uh, Al Khalij Damak, and game of the round, pencil it in, ladies and gentlemen, Al Ali on the feature game again this week against Al Etifak. So that will be an absolute ripper, that game. So tune in for that. And obviously, Cup games were played this morning. Five Neil Anasar. Ronaldo didn't even play, mate. They just put him in the clinic. So easy. All right, so let's move on to the F1. And, you know, after a hiccup last week by Max Verstappen. Back to usual proceedings. Back to usual. Didn't win by 20 seconds, just Uh, 19.3 against Lando Norris in second. But the awesome result, first podium finish, the Aussie Oscar Piastri third. uh, Fantastic result for him. Charles Leclerc in fourth, Lewis Hamilton in fifth. Then we had Sainz, Russell, Alonso, Ocon, and Gasly in 10th. Uh, the New Zealander Lawson is driving the wheels off this car at the moment. Uh, he finished in 11th. He outplaced his teammate, teammate Yuki Tsunoda, which is always good to see. Uh, Joe Guanyu, oh, we don't care about the rest, to be honest. DNFs, Albon, Sargent, Stroll. Once again, Stroll in the DNF, Bottas, and Sergio Perez. The car had a lot of issue source, like when he was driving it, and they didn't want to risk it. Uh, he had steering problems, so called it quits. They sent him out um, probably seven laps behind just to test the car. They are going to just drive him through probably 10 laps just to see, obviously, diagnostics on the car, what the problem was, and he got halfway through that first diagnostic lap and he said, he came on the radio, he said, I'm coming in, we've got to retire the car. Like he couldn't even steer it properly. He goes, no, this is no good. We've got to retire it. So it's dangerous. So they did the right thing. Uh, They retired it. Verstappen wins. 
gets another one and funnily enough has wrapped up the constructors championship for red bull with two four six races left they've already won the constructors so absolute domination so he's on 400 uh championship points max verstappen 400 Gotta be some sort of record, no? I think two twenty-seven is the second most behind him. <laughs> so effectively, I think what's that? Twenty-five. I think if he wins, I think if he wins the Qatar race, he wins the world title with five races left. Or if he wins the United States race in Vegas. Anyway, if he wins the next two races, he's world champion with four races left. That's unreal. It's a joke. So he's dominated. He's absolutely dominated this season. Yeah, no race this week coming. We'll cover it the next one, which is on the 9th of October. So next week we'll preview that race, which will be the Qatar Grand Prix. All right, Sauce, we're almost there. NFL, um, the results this week. Starting from Giants defeated by San Francisco, Bills defeat Commanders, uh, New England defeat Jets, Chargers defeat, defeat Vikings, Dolphins seventy to twenty over the Broncos. Absolute shellacking. You don't see seventy put up in the NFL very often. Oh, I think it was the third or fourth time ever. I think I read somewhere. So unreal, unreal. Uh, Jacksonville lose to Houston. Uh, Green Bay defeat the Saints. Detroit defeat the Falcons. Cleveland over Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore lose to the Colts. That's Panthers. a terrible loss. Yeah, no, it's a terrible loss. At home, terrible loss yeah. by the Ravens. It was in overtime too. Seahawks defeat Panthers. Chiefs smack the Bears by 31. Uh, Cardinals get a big win over the Cowboys. Pittsburgh defeat Raiders. Um Philly defeat the Buccaneers and Cincy get on the winners list, defeating the Rams today by three. So a few interesting results there. Source of the games this week, uh, Packers, Lions, Jags, Falcons, Bills, Dolphins. That's a big one. Panthers, Vikings, Bears, Broncos, Browns, Ravens, Texans, Steelers, Colts, Rams, Saints, Buccaneers, Eagles, Commanders, Titans, Bengals. Chargers, Raiders, Cowboys, Patriots, 49ers, Cardinals, Jets, Chiefs, and Giants, Seahawks. Tell you what, you know who's regretting not taking all those Tua Tungla Tua uh, rookie cards right about now? It's yours truly. So, anyway, he's improved and good on him. It is my hey, team, so I don't really give a shit. Who was the – who was the – what was the draft? It was – was it Herbert was first? He was third, was he, Tua? Yeah, third or fourth in that draft, I think. Oh, he, he could just be actually better than Mr. Herbert. I don't know. Maybe he might be. To a draft. It could be Burrow and Tua, not Burrow and Herbert like people thought. I mean, he, he he's proving that he's quality. I mean, have a look at his passing stats, and people are saying he couldn't throw the long ball. Well, he's dispelled that bullshit because he's thrown some absolute bombs. It was funny because, it was funny because they were giving um uh, all the props to... Uh, Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill came out and he goes, mate, it's my quarterback that's giving me the ball. He's like, I'm making the play, but I've got to get the service to make the play. He's like, he's giving me the service. That's why I'm getting the touchdowns. Uh, yeah, pick five, Brett said. Uh, Brett also said Max wins. Uh, he passes Seb 
for third all-time wins. Mate, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, like just stop and read that. Like listen to that again. That's just ridiculous. And and Sebastian Vettel's come and gone. He's retired. Like and the fact that you know Max is doing this is Max is not even his prime yet. Not even yeah. This is just ridiculous. Uh, Brett pick five 2020 for that draft was Joey Burrow pick one, Chase Young two, Jeff Akuda three, Andrew Thomas four, Tua was fifth, Justin Herbert was pick six in that draft source. Six, there you go. So he's picked ahead of Justin, um, Justin Herbert. There's no other CD Lamb was in there, Jerry Judy. Justin Jefferson, good player. Jordan Love was in that draft. He was picked 26. Um, Jay, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor was picked 41 in the second round source. Jonathan Taylor. Fuck. That's a steal. He's a gun. Trevon Diggs was in that. Who just did his knee from fucking the Cowboys. They're so unlucky, man. Jalen Hurts, second round. Pick 53 in that draft. There you go. That was the sleeper. That was the sleeper source right there. That was the sleeper. What's happening, Jay? How's your boy um, at Chicago going at the quarterback position? Justin Fields. Brett said Max is 26 on Saturday. That's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Let us know how happy you are about that one, Jay. He's 25. That's that's just unreal. Tell us about Justin Fields. The he's funny thing about Herbert, yeah, he's not a fan of Herbert Burrow. Anyone that's not named Patrick Mahomes, boy Mahomes, he doesn't care. NBL starts this week. Some absolutely huge youngsters coming down to play this season. Bustin Justin is the biggest dud in the NFL, says <laughs> Jay. <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about Justin Fields and Justin Herbert. Both. All right. Done and dusted source. Uh, over to you for some UFC and then we'll get into some hobby talk. Doma, UFC on the weekend. We had UFC fight night. Rafael Vizev against Matuas Gamrot. But before we jump into that, this segment is sponsored by Roll Clean Soap, number one in Australian MMA, BJJ, and martial arts hygiene. Make sure you head down there. I'm not even going to tell you this. I'm pretty sure they got 30% off at the moment. So just go there, www.rollclean.com.au, and I'm pretty sure everything is 30% off. So head down there, check it out. They got heaps of uh, product. They need. They're doing a bit of a clearance sale. So head down there. Everything's 30% off, and uh, yeah, get yourself some fresh, fresh soaps and smell absolutely beautiful. And on that sauce, just quickly. Big happy birthday to Matty Tabe, part of the Roll Clean yep. team. Uh, it was his birthday yesterday, I'm pretty sure. So happy birthday, big fella. Uh, hope you had an absolute ripper. And uh, hopefully Kat didn't whip your ass. She left you off the uh, off the hook for once as your birthday present. So uh, all the best, mate, and hope you had a great day. All right, Saucy, give us the rundown. What's happening? I'll run you through the main card, what happened, how it went down. Uh, you had the main card. Uh, oh, hang on, where does it go here? Down to here. In the main card, Ricardo Ramos uh, defeated by Charles Jordan in the featherweight division by a submission. And then you had Brian Battle defeated 
AJ Fletcher with his submission in the welterweight division. You had Marina Rodriguez defeated Michelle Watson Gomez by KO in the women's strawweight division. And then featherweight, you had Bryce Mitchell defeating Danny Ng uh, with a points decision, went the distance. And then light uh, weight bout, you had Matthias Gramrock with a KO over, a TKO over Rafael Vizev. Um, I think it was, uh, he broke his leg. Fizev, either by a block kick or something of that nature or whatever. But, um, yeah, his, his leg broke or gave way. I think it was a, a bunch of kicks and a bit of a combo of stuff. And, he, yeah, his leg gave way and he broke his leg and Gamrot won the fight. Um, so, yeah, it was a, you know, it was a pretty good card. Um, I hope anyone tuned in, enjoyed the fights. Uh, there is no card this week. So, yeah, the next card is on the 8th of October, so make sure you, you wait for that one, which is uh, headlined by Dawson and Green at the Apex in Las Vegas. Um, but, yeah, obviously, there's look, the cards are, are small and, and thin-picking until the next big card, which is, you know, we look forward to October the 22nd, which is uh, Makichev versus Oliveira, so that will be the next big main card. Um, but, nonetheless, that's the UFC done for another week. And, uh, another yeah, not- Nice shout out for well, not that he listens to this show, but to people that do listen to this show, uh, Francis Ngannou was on the Joe Rogan podcast this week. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because Joe Rogan actually asked him about the contract situation, the PFL situation, how he's got into the situation now with Tyson Fury to fight him in Saudi. He, uh, just a little, a little bit of a teaser so you can go listen to it. The PFL is actually keen for him to go fight cross-promotion in the UFC against John Jones. They're, they're happy for it to happen, the PFL. Even if it's not for the belt. And Ganu said, I don't care about the belt. He said, it's about the fight. He said, it'd be the biggest fight in the history of the, of the company. And he goes, belt or no belt, whoever wins it is the best heavyweight ever. Like, that's what Joe Rogan it's was true. saying. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So he's, and the PFL is keen for it. So he's pretty much trying to say the ball is the in PFL's the PFL's keen. Court. The PFL's saying, let's move that straight to Saudi Arabia and get that dollar. That dollar. Hey, that's what they'll be thinking. That's what they'll be thinking. So there's a, there's a bit of a teaser. Girl, listen to it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, well, Tom, oh, about his go. contract, to that, the way he tried to negotiate tomorrow, it. Tomorrow. Yep, the way they cooked him like it was it's it's a crazy listen man crazy listen i know we're getting just in garnu's side of it but we also got dana's side of it we he publicly announced his feelings about Ngannou in that situation and francis said that yeah no i just go listen to it it's pretty interesting very interesting but he's keen for that super fight to go ahead in the ufc he's keen for it so there you go all right source let's get into hobby talk we were going to start, mate. There's a, there's a bit's been happening. Not not much yeah. has been happening, but we've got to give our weekly card porn update source because where there's, is this one? There's people in the realms of this uh, hobby that obviously create content that are saying that he's in the Philippines now. That they called. He's they got given his phone number and they called it and it went to. Um, Cherry Collectibles or Grayson or some shit. Man, this just sounds like 
this. It doesn't sound like it. It just looks like this. It just looks like this sauce. It just, it just looks like Leonardo DiCaprio from Catch Me If You Can. I think it's got to the point where no one actually has any idea what's going on. They were t- they're talking about Rico, what's the Rico uh, equivalent in Australia to catch this guy. In all honesty, if, if you're talking in Australia, because a lot of this stuff, re- like I know he put the scam on, but he didn't sell the stuff. He didn't do all that type of stuff. We're talking about like boxes of cards, yeah, too. I understand it's, he's scamming people and it is illegal. I'm not saying what he's done is the right thing. But in terms of grand scheme of things, when it comes to like our our authorities looking into this stuff, this is like nothing. And if you put it into grand scheme of things, when you go over to um, the United States, it is like such a minor thing compared to like all the other shit that happens in terms of drug trafficking and all that, all that type of scamming Serious people out of hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, that. like the MGM got hacked during the week, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Brett said, I heard that Juanita was also responsible for Cherry's absurd single prices on eBay. <laughs> no, no, can confirm, can confirm. I've asked Grayson about that. That is definitely them. Um, but don't feel, don't feel bad about lowballing them because I've actually told people at Hobby Hangout on numerous occasions, make sure you lowball Cherry on eBay. So don't feel bad about it. Just lowball. You've got to ask the price, mate. Did you guys watch the Super fight between Rod Tang and Superlek. No, I didn't, but it, I heard it was coming up. I didn't realize it was this uh, the weekend that just passed. But yeah, so also, uh, it, it's turned into it. It's it's ge- genuinely turned into a wild goose chase. That's what it's turned into now. We've got all the all the information in the first two weeks. We've obviously got the McDonald story from Sydney. We've got pictures of him and now it's just gone cold. I'm getting crickets. I'm getting crickets. I am. Uh, look, I, I, it's I, just I, funny. I, it's just funny, source because the reporter that is reporting on it is an actual, like, he's got credentials as a reporter. And then we've got people in the space, which is fine. It's all good to report on this. And I get that. And, but there's so many people that, want to be able to break the story or piggyback of Ravel. Like, it's just funny. So now we're literally just grasping at straws. We take anything at the moment because it's gone so quiet. We'll take anything like a phone number that they're being given. You've been given the, the phone number. Who's your source? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like, you give it so just because it, calls, like, just because it goes through and it happens to be um Grayson or it goes to the cherry store, doesn't mean that it's them. I mean, I could have just said, Oh, here's a phone number, and they'll call and it's source, and source picks up, and they're like, Is this car porn? And he goes, Lemon! That's what he does, and he just hangs up the phone. Like it's like seriously, what are we dealing with? Anyway, it, it's actually becoming comedic now. So it's got. To oh, I think we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna get his face, and we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to Photoshop it onto the Where's Wally. And we're just gonna have to bring it up. Where's Juanita? 
That's great. I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to put it as our, as our new background on our uh, template here. You're going to try and find him. Oh, Jay says the reporter, the reporter dropped the story due to hitting a brick wall. All new. Sorry, folks. Move on. Uh, Magda said, any Le Mans yet? No Le Mans. There hasn't been Le Mans for a few weeks. Yeah, I was close to giving one to the umpires of the Brownlow medal, but uh, just... I think yeah, the whole the whole of Australia is in disbelief at the moment with the whole situation regarding the Brownlow medal. So it wouldn't be out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, other news source. Uh, we forgot to talk about it last week, uh, unfortunately, but select AFL legacy. Bang. There you go. Source has got him, secured himself a box. I didn't forget this time, ladies and gentlemen. I got myself a box. Pick one up. Select oh, legacy. God. Look out for the look out for the box rip on the channel. I'll be ripping it and getting absolutely nothing, or hitting the triple Nick uh, uh, triple Dacos auto. Which you know what we should do, Sauce. You know what we should do. I don't know what you're doing Saturday morning, but grand final day Saturday morning, we should just jump on and do a live and rip it live. Actually, that's actually a good idea. Let's let's try. Let's grand try final. I've got, a, I've got a I've got a barbecue right to go to for the grand final. So it's going to have to be in the morning. Yeah, no, no, we'll do it like first thing in first thing in the morning. Yeah, first thing in the it's morning. It's good. I've got like a wedding. I've got a wedding the night good. before, so you might get me seedy on stream too. So yeah, that, that's all right. That's well, it's grand final day. You can bet. You, that's where you yeah. just crack one straight in the morning 100%. and keep it going. Get those one nine sixes down my throat. Here we go. Sauce take Ben Mackay. Uh, Jay says well, Dan I'll, Andrews I'll is card porn. That's why he's resigning. <laughs> yeah, Magda says open the box live. Yes, I think that's what it's looking like. Source grand final opening. And if anyone wants to donate a legacy box to double coverage, feel free to uh, contact us. Yeah, <laughs> we can rip yeah, a couple boxes, mate. Feel free to donate, like, like, donate the box. We'll rip it for you. Obviously, you keep your cards, but if you want to have more content. We might as well just do a dodgy like nubs. I'll just fucking I'll swap it with some dud ones from out my one and we won't give him we won't give him the good cards. We'll hit the triple day cost order and we'll swap it out, you know, like an old nubsy done and that little dodgy dodgy uh, wheel thing that he done. Yeah, well we'll get back our brakes involved and uh we'll be all over it. So uh, we'll make we'll we'll sell the spots for four thousand dollars a spot, mate. Don't worry, I'll rewrap those. Uh, I, I saved myself some BBC wrap, and I might rewrap those hey, boxes. I'll cut this. I'll cut this open really, really precisely I'll with a scalpel, it. and we'll rewrap it. We'll rewrap it. Put GI Joe cards in there. <laughs> Jay says, "Ring Raul for Carporn's phone number. Open the box with him. That Nubs Grifter and the old mate Shiny Boy." <laughs> old mate Matty Speaking Allen, of- director of assets at Liquid Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Director of assets, mate. We mind you. I watched that video, Doma. I watched the whole video, the rattle Pokemon video, right? Which we told everyone last week to watch. Um, yes, if show. you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring it up here just because. Bring it up. Yeah, you know, I want to show. I want to show people that the the right video. Uh, where is it? It's it's quite it's quite the lengthy one. It's about forty minutes. Where is it? Oh, there, there we go. All right, let me bring that up. Let me go back. Here it is. Here it is. 
right? This is the one. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Pitcher, Whoa, what's happened there? Okay, that's not what's supposed to happen. There we go. That's the right one. Where did all the money go from Logan Paul's liquid marketplace? And this is one of the. This is this is so crazy. This is so crazy, and it's so obvious what's going on here. It's so obvious, and I actually can't believe that that old mate, old mate, um, Maddie, Maddie Allen. Allen, Shine, also known as Shine in the hobby, also known by Jay as the director of Kilo Blocks from Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Brett, says, he, Brett says, brilliant video, Girlfriend 2 looks expensive. <laughs> oh, man, it's just, just absolutely crazy. Like, if that is not the biggest complete rort of, of that, is, that is just robbery, what they're doing. They're just sucking in people, getting them to invest in this, you know, this startup NFT marketplace. They invest all this money. He's got, he's got these, what's supposed to be these, influencers in Logan Paul and Shine and other guys on the payroll, apparently paying them whatever, $12,000 a month. Apparently, they're supposed, he's supposed to, Shine was getting paid, right? And then he was getting paid to source cards to bring on the platform so they can tokenize them and, you know, sell the tokens to people on the platform. But they're bringing cards onto the platform that weren't even tokenizing them, selling tokens that weren't even actually actually blockchain tokens of what was supposed to happen, which was each card was supposed to get fragmented into a certain amount of uh, uh, tokens on the blockchain and then sell off each token to each person. And they own that portion of tokens of the total amount. It's just right. (coughs) Nothing was happening. You go rattle goes into it and just goes into what's actually going on here. And they had, family members as directors, CEOs, and, and whatever, and they're paying off their family members. They've got Mally, Maddie Allen as the re- director of assets, right? And um, it's just absolutely crazy. They've just sucked sucked in these people to invest in this money, sucked in people to invest by uh, buy NFTs on the platform and pretty much drained all the funding. The the organizer, Ryan, has been paying out. He's been, he's been like, buying... Porsches, buying, you know, $150,000 cars, buying freaking $200,000 diamond rings and just siphoning the money out of the company by buying items and pretty much just draining the money and stealing it. Just crazy. Magnus says Logan fraud. Uh, Logan is a WWE wrestler too by night. How about the website XP says uh, Brett? It just happens to be all their guys that are in there with the XP for buying off that platform. Uh, Jay says, is that people? Brett says, it's discount Dave Bautista. <laughs> That's a good one. It's um, This story is... Um, how funny How funny was the part when he calls uh, Ryan up, Rattle, at like 1am? It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, but not I mean, even that. He calls him He calls him the next day the second time and he gives him some generic answer, say, send us an email and hangs up the phone on him. So straight away, you don't want to even you don't want to even speak about it or nothing, mate. They know exactly what they're doing, and look, it's it's pretty crazy because I feel like you know it's sad because 
the ramifications for these guys, I don't think it's going to be a hell of a lot. I think it's just going to be like they're, they're, it's going to be a failed company startup. They're going to file for bankruptcy. Bang, bang, bang. They own all of these nice items. Still cars, hasn't paid out. Porsches all this sort of stuff. Still hasn't paid out on Crypto Zoo. They've they've bought all these luxury items. If they want the money back, they just sell the luxury item. Bang, there you go. I've I've just got $100,000, $120,000 for a Porsche that I I bought off stealing people's money who bought tokens on my site. Like, just absolute nuts, man. Absolute nuts. Crypto Zoo is the same thing. Haven't paid out anyone back for Crypto Zoo. And I'll be honest with you, like there's no liability for Logan Paul. Logan Paul would just be like, oh, like he wouldn't, he doesn't even respond. Like he doesn't care. Like he, you know, he, he just he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's, He's moved on, on to his next thing. He doesn't acknowledge it. He just moves complete. on to something else, tries yeah. to sucker people in some other way. I, man, just, just be wary. Yeah. Like these, these people. And I, and I, and I even said it, I even said it like, um, look, look at someone like, you know, that people do look up to more than obviously Logan Paul because Logan Paul is a bit of a peanut. But, you know, like someone like Steph Curry, yeah, just because he was behind FTX, right, doesn't mean it was a great platform and you should put all your money into FTX and start trading cryptos on FTX. Look what happened there. And he was like one of the major sponsors. Yeah. Uh, so these people, and they just they, look and, at and it he as, was buying, this and, is a yeah. business deal. This is a business deal. They're giving me money in exchange to, for my face, Right. Okay, I'm going to take it. Doesn't mean that they've looked into the actual company. They've looked into the ethics of the company. They've looked into the ethics of what's going on there. That's up to you as the consumer to not be a dickhead and follow these 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 rich and famous people, right? Whoever they are, whoever they might be, whether it's a basketballer, whether it's a freaking, you know, Logan Paul, a wrestler, YouTuber, whatever they, he goes down as, whoever they are, you, you, you couldn't you take things at face value not get, not be uh, emotional about it and be rational about it and analyze, 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 look into shit before you fucking waste your money because these guys, you don't understand. Once they're at that power where they've got money and they can be like, yeah, I got them. I've got millions and millions. I can invest and throw a hundred thousand at this project. I can throw 50,000 at this project. I can throw uh, 200,000 at this project. They got the money to do that. And all they need is one in those four projects to hit. And all of a sudden they've got a million dollars return on investment and bang, they've turned that three, 400,000 they've invested. There's a million, boom, they've made half a million dollars. It's not that easy for you, uh, you know, for people down the bottom end that don't just have, uh, can throw money into a bunch of digital investments that have to look and actually, you know, study and, 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 you know, be precise with what they're going to do. Not just fucking, uh, yeah, here, here, throw more money into this, you know, like with Prime, mate, he's probably just got like a call up. Yeah, let's throw our money in Prime. Boom, KSI, them together. Massive marketing campaign. It's a piece of shit product. If you've tried Prime, it's absolutely shit. You never choose Prime over Gatorade. It's not even a hydration drink. Right? It's a piece of shit. It's absolutely crap, right? It's just nothing. I actually rather drink Cody's Cordial with water than fucking Prime. Straight out. It's actually... Putrid. You know what it is? Right. It's it's the refractor version. It's a refractor version of sports drinks because it's shiny. Everyone and like neon colors. Everyone just just like is attracted by it. Outside of the fact that obviously they're massive YouTube influencers and content creators, it's actually proven it's not a hydration drink at all, at all. And that's what it's marketed as a hydration drink, and it's partnered up with 
some of the biggest sporting clubs in the world. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but all this, uh, the the labeling and all this crap you see in supermarkets, in that it's 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 all fudge, mate. It's all fudge. They they can get away with so much crap. They can get away with so much crap with their labeling and make it seem like it's that's what it's for. But when uh, when it's actually you know, put through the ringer and studied and put in tests a lot of these items, mate. They fucking half the shit don't even do what they say they're supposed to do. So you you, you got to take a lot of things with a grain of salt and, and be wiser with your choices with that shit. And as Saul said, when it comes to who invests and who's involved in things and stuff like that, you have you have guys like Steph Curry that promote the product. That's one thing. But then when you got certain people that are on the board involved with the product that scams the people, you should be trying to connect the dots. Now, I'm going to say it once because I was I'm, honestly source on, I, I think you're as sick as I am of just saying, like, I know everyone's put everything on, on cardboard. Just think this actually all connects. This is why I'm saying this. I know um, he's copping all the flack and rightly so it should be. But just he's he he's not just the he's a bit of a scapegoat to mask some of the other bullshit because if you got certain people like this that are involved in in uh, projects that are scamming people and those certain people are in the same room with certain other people and then certain other other people involved in big companies in the sports card space. Right, we're not talking about. All right, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You Connect think them dots, people, ladies and gentlemen? You, the problem Connect is them you dots. Think, like this is talking to everyone that listens to this podcast now. All right, this might sound like some Alex Jones conspiracy theorist thing, but in all honesty, right, you think everything is well in the hobby. We are telling you, based on great information, it is not all well. And we've said this for the last two years. And we'll write about Juanito. It is what it is. But just saying, right? You think it's all good and well in the hobby. We're telling you it's not. And we can only lead you to the well, the water with uh, the well with the water. It's, if you drink from it, you do research and you go have a look. So there's a few people that have backflipped in the last month in terms of their content creation and what they put out there and, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, Jay said, uh, when his old mate Shiny Boy bringing out a drink? I don't know. You tell us. He's probably director of assets at Prime. <laughs> Brett, I'm not bringing up that comment. That's very, very funny. But uh, Jay says, uh, by day I drink Coddies, by night I swindle your money through Prime. So there you go. Saucy, you said you watched some of our, our mate, uh, uh, Dan the Card Man, some of his videos. Uh, I yeah, am not I up did. to date with Dan's stuff at the moment. I'm probably a couple behind. So uh, I will have to catch up on that. Poor form, Dom. Um, yeah, all right. Give so, me a spell. Uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. What do we got? Well, that's why you've got me because I had a bit of influences, time. Today, so I just... Influences. And, and, you, and you know, I don't watch anything on other than less than 2x speed. So, you know, although Dan's yeah. videos are 11 minutes, it only takes me five and a half. Um, 
this one here, very interesting video. Uh, he mentions, talks about it, and it's it's something that I actually very much agree with and why I've told you and why we call one of the, if the biggest uh, sports card hobby influencer, the biggest lemon on the planet, and that is Mr. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson. He is an absolute lemon, and we've called him a lemon multiple times. But in this video, uh, Dan the Card Man, hang on, I've uh, clicked the wrong one. Dan the Card Man. Uh, why your favorite sports card influencer sucks go watch it he makes some great points uh he talks about um you know people that have now grown to such a big following and you know you've got other people in this space that look up to them and you know follow the things that they do and you know there's really um when they for instance he used mojo sports as an example you know mojo sports you know endorsed um, certain people and, and endorsed Mark's cards and said he was really good. It's family business, da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, you know what happened with Mark's cards and, and you know, that went to shit. And, you know, um, you get him sort of clapping back at people in Instagram comments, you know, and you, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be mindful. I mean, when you've got 50,000 followers, when you've got, you know, a, a large following, I mean, it, it does, it does matter the way that you, or, or what companies and things you endorse because, you know, people will follow it. And, you know, although, you know, people do need to make their minds to themselves. And we've said this a number of times in our show, and especially when, you know, uh, sheep were just following Gary V and getting absolutely burnt in terms of, you know, buying the card after Gary V posted and it runs up and you got all these other people selling into the, to the post from Gary V and all these people buying it. And we're just saying, mate, you know, you, you need to be mindful. Like you need to be mindful. And I think, it was, you know, uh, and and it's funny because, you know, obviously Gary spoke to that point when he had that interview with the uh, sports card nonsense, you know, saying, yeah, he used to, uh, at the national that he would post stuff and, you know, cop shit for posting stuff, what he's buying and what he's not buying. So there is a fine line as well, but also you, you need to be, you got to be more, um, I mean, just more of a leader in the space, I, I guess, you know, when, when things do happen, when, when stuff happens, like, you know, a lot of things have happened in this hobby and, and, um, when it comes to like companies stuffing up products, issues with products, uh, you know, tops having multiple one of ones out there, um, you know, just a lot of stuff has gone as ha- has happened, and and you know, no one's being held accountable. And this is where you know you got certain like people. I mean, we talk about it, Doma, but I mean, with our measly three hundred and sixty subscribers, it's not really going to get anywhere. But when you got people that have a significant following, like fifty thousand, that could actually say something and actually. Uh, you know, have a, a wide reach in the space and, you know, maybe influence some of these larger companies to make a change for the better, for the betterment of people who are funding this hobby, putting their hard-earned money into this hobby, right? So we can get better results from the manufacturers, from, you know, uh, other businesses in the hobby to make the experience better for the collectors, better for the people at the, the end user, which is you and I, Doma. Right, which is people that listen to this show that collect cards, that you know, collect sets that you know, buy and sell as I do, but then you know, have certain things that we PC, right? And that's that's what it should be about, but unfortunately, it isn't. And these influencers aren't using their ability to positively influence these companies, these larger and big companies. And I'm I'm really really worried that with the monopoly that is coming. I mean, Fanatics is now taking WWE. 
They now look. It's before before you know it. It's UFC is going to be there as well. All right, that's that's happening. All right, I'm just telling you right now. I don't know for fact. I've got no report, but I'm just telling you that it's going to happen. Right. I got no report. I got no inciting word. On, you know, but I'm reporting it here first before Ravel reports it. Reports it on this date, 26th of the 9th, 2023, at 9:45 at night. Uh, UFC is going to go to Fanatics. Mark my words. Whether it's one year, whether it's two years, it's going to happen. It will happen. Uh, it's going to be a massive monopoly, and I will not see things getting any better. And I will not see these influencers using their ability to maybe manipulate these companies in providing a better service for collectors. Because at the end of the day, the sad thing is when these influencers get to that reach and then that company comes knocking and says, hey, mate, we'll sponsor you um, for your videos and stuff that you do. They'll just take the money, shut the fuck up and not say anything. And they just put the pocket the money in their pocket themselves. Whether they like it or not, that's what a lot of them do. And they don't actually use their reach to do something, to better the other, to help others in the hobby. It's, 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 you know, they're all helping people when they're getting to that point. Once they get to the point, they'll just forget about everyone else and just worry about who's uh, putting money in their pocket uh, or helping them in benefit, whether one way or another. Um, and that's the sad reality. And, We've seen it heaps of times in this hobby, and and that's what happens. It's it, it's it's pretty pitiful. It's pretty shit. No, I agree with you. I agree with you entirely. There's some sometimes there are circumstances, like you said, that marks card circumstances. I know a lot of people back them source, yeah, but yeah, sometimes you don't actually. Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll give the benefit of of the doubt to those people, like because you don't they didn't exactly know what he was doing. All right, and then you got caught out, and I get that. But if you if you pushed him beyond that point, or you gave him benefit of the doubt when he did get caught doing what he was doing, or you did know what he was doing before he got caught, then yeah, then it's a different discussion to be had. You know, like you can't promote a person like that and not come out and apologize, and then. People still were just like, oh, you know, it's just an oversight by that guy. Okay, yeah, but even like for... Moto, like the thing, like doing the fake, the fake thing with the uh, uh, Le Mans curator, you know, the the fake video with Lamont yeah. Daps, yeah. Daps Lamont, yeah. yeah, you know, Daps like you know, doing that sort of stuff and then making it seem like it's real, but it's not real, and then it, like it, it's yeah. just like, so what's the point? Like, you know, I mean, it's what's become, it? What are you trying it has to... come. It has become a clown show. It's 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 just it's a circus, theatrics, mate. mate. It's, it's forgot you've forgotten about the whole earth, the whole um purpose of why we're here. You know why are we here? We're here because we are bizarre people that like to collect little pieces of cardboard. Some that have autographs, some that have memorabilia, some that have shininess on it, or some sort of image that we like, and we collect them for some reason or another because we are bizarre and. We like to that's put, our hobby. put intrinsic. That's our hobby. We like to tr intra put intrinsic value on it. It's no different to like a lot of other connections with each other in the space. Exactly. We build connections right. with each other. We catch up at shows or outside of shows, and we've built lifetime friendships. And these people are good people, and you get to know their story, their family, this and that. That's the whole experience of it all, and that's fantastic. Like a lot of people use it as, as an escape. Like some people have told us like they've had man mental health problems and it's helped them get Correct. through it and like they've spoken to people in the hobby and that's helped them because they never had the confidence and had many friends and they've built lifelong friendships out of it and you've got these circus freaks over in the states and yeah i'm gonna say it's the states because that's where they're all from these circus freaks 
coming out and just like they become clown shows. That, that's that's literally what it's become. And they think, oh, it's what I'm doing so cool and funny. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Genuinely, you look like like to us, to the untrained eye, you look like, oh, this is so cool, this is awesome. But someone that's got their head screwed on, like when we're reporting on this stuff and trying to tell everyone that listens on this show and other people when we see you at shows, man, you look like the biggest grifter on the planet. You actually do. You're not genuine. That's the thing. You're actually not genuine. So you look like a moron. Yeah, well, Manny says, hey, Domi, you are a clown. He also said that I had shit on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, this shit takes nice juicy shit on fucking uh, into my Chelsea into Miami moment. and uh, Messi. And Chelsea. In uh, Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, what else we hear? Jay said, grab a shine collar. Here to tell everyone that Donna was obsessed with Juanito. It was like his idol. 100%. Love scamming people never getting caught. It's elite. Uh, Jay says, Juanito collar for the win. Manny says, sources idol is shine. Because uh, he wish he could do as much booger sugar as shine. Um, I don't Jay think says, Manny... Manny, can you get me a shine white shimmer 101, says uh, Jay. Uh, Global said he hit a huge card out of a repack, sent it for grade and it came back unauthentic. I should have looked closer because it was a one of one. There's Manny calling me a clown. Brett says, exhibit A, Roth cards. Manny says, double coverage puts me in a mental state. That's okay. That's, that's, it's American Donna. What do you really expect? The land of show, pomp pageantry and 330 million morons and uh, unfortunately many unfortunately many unfortunately many you fall within that 330 million according to jay so so. oh maddie's tuned in right at the right time right at the right so anyway it's just as we keep saying enjoy what you can like yeah, I don't know what else to say, to last, be honest. Like we- and last but not least, and then we'll probably start wrapping it up, ladies and gentlemen. This one here, make sure you check it out as well. Sports Card Breakers speaks out about loaded on loaded boxes. I remember when this you know became a thing or whatever, and I think we might have even talked about it before it even came a big story of a while back uh, amongst the YouTube content creators about loaded boxes. And we were just like, ladies and gentlemen, you are so naive if you don't, think that Panini and these manufacturers, Tops and so on, know where the best hits are in the product. You are so damn naive. And uh, funny enough, they actually uh, then uh, has actually had some uh, breakers who receive product directly from Panini and and so on um, come out and say they, they believe they're getting loaded boxes. Like they believe you know, that's, oh, that's, that's what they're doing. And, uh, you know, just watch the video that Dan has. I don't want to, you know, it defeats the purpose of me bringing up the, what we're talking about. Just watch it. He brings up some really good points. And um, he, what's good about watching his videos is he always has uh, a few um, left of uh, field thinking points, uh, stuff that's out of the box that you might not even think of, you might not even think of, uh, but, he throws that out there and it gets you thinking in a different vein of manner about the whole situation situation at hand and fanatics taking over and uh, what's to come uh, for collectors and hobbyist enthusiasts of card collecting uh, in the next sort of 24 months. Um, so, yeah, look, it gets you thinking. Um, and I'll tell you what, Dom, I'm fucking worried, man. 
I'm worried, man. I'm worried. I think, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, AFL boxes is going to be about the only thing that I'm going to be uh, buying for a very, 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 very long time. Um, I don't think I'll be ripping any basketball or NFL or anything of that like. Uh, it's uh, pretty worrisome. For, for, uh, Manny know. says he loves you, Jay, which is nice. And he also said, I lied last week saying that I was a top three scorer. I saw the footage. Ain't no way he scored a goal. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> loaded box is just a term. They're really marketing boxes and nothing wrong. Should make shiny boy loaded ones with eight balls in them. Oh, my God. Jay. <laughs> Uh, thanks again for the laughs, lads. Enjoy the grand final. You too, Brett. Uh, we, can, we can finish the show on the final update. Saucy and I, we are premiers as of last night. Uh, got the win. We got take the out dub. the cup. Got the dub. Take out the grand final. The Cinderella story is finished. The, the doggies run is done. Uh, the underdog, we came from fourth, uh, scraped into finals by winning the last game by one point just to scrape in the last game of the regular season. We get in there, we take it out. We defeat first and third on the ladder, and we take out the chocolates. Uh, so uh, we'll give ourselves a pat on the back. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, it, it was a uh, it was a good win. It was, it was actually very good to beat those guys because they're absolutely tossers. It was weird. It was worth me becoming me at the end of the game. Just abusing that guy, literally. Fuck, jeez, man. That got out of hand. It got out of hand very, very quickly. Yeah, let's just put it this way: he called one of our players a pussy at the end of the game once the buzzer went, and I just, I, I called him out on it, and he thought I was, he wanted to be mates with me. Let's just put it this way: you're not my mate. Fuck off, clown. Like as simple as that. It was nearly left right. Good night. No, nah, I'm not going to start a fight. I'm not Manny. You used to beat up people for fun. He says, uh, Panoma. <laughs> I don't kick pens. I'm not even the pen taker of my team, mate. I don't take any set shots, no pens, no corners. No, nah, we've got the specialists in our team for that on the soccer field. Um, very nice. All right. On that note, ladies and gents, keep living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Tom with the great man, Sauce. Take it easy. Enjoy the grand final. Happy collecting and peace out. Go the Lions. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.